Welcome to the Universal Sisterhood podcast. We're hoping to create a place where women can delve deeper, lift their gaze higher, live freer, laugh louder, smile brighter, and be the authentic woman they were designed to be. Every human heart is created to be known, loved, and understood. So this is the place where women can share their stories. Welcome to episode 23. On today's um, episode, I chat with Amelia Burfett. Um, she, she gives an informed, articulate and honest account of discovering that her little baby had Down syndrome. She talks about how she coped, how she didn't cope, how her husband reacted, how he coped, how he didn't cope. Um, she just gives a really honest and insightful and positive look at having a child with Down syndrome. Um, she talks about the joy of it. She talks about the benefits of it. She also talks about how hard it is. Um, but she was a delight to speak to. You're going to love it. I'm not going to chat anymore. Look at the links in the um, show notes because I've put in links to everything she's referenced, her blog, um, her cousin, um, the doctor, you, you name it. It's, well, hopefully it's all there. But you'll love it enjoy this episode. Welcome to the podcast. I'm sorry I sound like a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) I have hay fever, but I'm not going to let that stop me speaking with you. Would you like to tell us who you are and give us a little bit of an insight into what your life looks like? Sure. Um, I'm Amelia Burfitt. I married to Charles, the eldest of the Burfitt family clan. Um, we I met Charlie many years ago, maybe. I don't school? Know how many. No, no, I didn't go to school here. Everyone thinks that I went to huh. the schools, um, but I didn't. So I grew up in the Blue Mountains, like you. <laughs> yes, yeah, Springwood. Revelation. Yeah, um, and we moved here when I had finished school. Uh-huh. And my younger siblings um, go to Tangara in the hills, oh. but so, I didn't. So it was your dad who worked at Walmart? Yes, my dad worked at Walmart and then he moved to Redfield. Yeah. Um, so I moved here. I'd finished school. I was probably 20, 21 or something, mm-hmm. and um, I met people through my sisters who went to the schools. Oh. That's how I sort of met So did people. you go to um, Columbus? No, I just went to, I went to Wimberley High. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Yes, big public sporty yeah, yeah. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. So I know where that is. No, it was good. We yeah. didn't. We didn't. Yeah, we lived out there for my whole life. Yeah. Huh. So then, yeah, I moved here. I was probably here for I don't know, maybe three years or something before I was friends with Charlie, but we weren't dating. And then, and then we started dating, and um, we got married two years later. And now we have two children, mm-hmm. um, a girl, Cecilia, who just turned two, and Raphael, who's six months old, and he has Down syndrome. Wow. Yes. How old are you? I'm. Can you, can yes, you tell I'm, us that? Um, I, I just think that turned, plays a big. Um, I just turned 29, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 29 or 29. I think it's I 29. I my kids how old I am these days. <laughs> yes, 29. Yeah. Because there is that miss. Well, you think mm. the older you are, the more likely you are to have a child yes. with Down syndrome. Can yep. you explain? Because yep. when I found out you were young and I thought, oh, Yeah, no, the, the risk of having a child with Down syndrome is higher when you are older. However, the majority of 
children with Down syndrome are born to young parents because um, that's when most people are having babies, mm-hmm. you know, between I think it's between 25 and 35 has like um, something really high. I can't remember the exact number, but it's like 70 or 80% of mm-hmm. children with Down syndrome are born with parents in that age bracket because that's when most people are having kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I So we want to talk about Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the name. Sure. It's not, there's mm. nothing down about it. <laughs> no, no. It's a bit of a joke among some of the other mums with the T21. The The actual diagnosis is tri- trisomy 21. Mm-hmm. Um, but the original physical features um, were identified. So it's been around for forever. Mm. Um, and they were first identified by a doctor called Dr. Down. Okay. Um, it wasn't actually, di- it wasn't discovered what it was until later by a doctor, who, Dr. Lejeune, who, discovered the chromosomal abnormality, um, amazing man, mm. you know. Uh, French. Um, French, yeah. Mm. And he um, opened up the door to all chromosomal research. It was the first ever discovered of all the chromosomal abnormalities oh. and um, amazing pro-life man. Um, but Dr. Down was the one who identified the physical features. So it's just a shame. Like everyone always jokes, like, oh, what a shame his name wasn't Dr. Up yeah. or Dr. Happy or yeah. something else. Like Dr. It Joy. Dr. Joy. <laughs> um, right. So it's it's definitely not doubt because from the, from the onset people mm. see it as being something, a misfortune, mm. it, it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're here to tell yes. us, yes, it has its downs but there yes. are more ups and downs absolutely there are more ups and downs so how has your life changed well actually should yeah. we start from the beginning sure yeah we so tell us so what happened yeah start, um, start from the beginning so my pregnancy was completely normal mm-hmm. um i had no signs at all um that, that there was anything wrong um my the only thing really was that i i wasn't as big as my first daughter um, I'd noticed that I just wasn't as big, but I was whatever. Mm. And um, he moved around a lot less. My first daughter was really active and he wasn't as active. Um, is that true today? Like uh, yes, outside the and, womb, is he a little bit um, They have lower muscle tone. Right. So so you, you probably would feel mm-hmm. less movement. But, um, I mean, that's sort of anecdotal. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, no no real issues. And then um, I had my birth. My daughter was a caesarean section, emergency caesarean section, and I, and I actually found it very traumatic. Mm. And so I was desperate for a natural birth this time, like a, a VBAC, vaginal mm. birth after caesarean. So I, you know, I spent the whole pregnancy researching this um, and obsessed. I was obsessed. I was obsessed. You become obsessed <laughs> yeah. with some particular yeah. pregnancy. Exactly. It just gets you through. Um, that's right. And I was actually able to have the the VBAC, so I was very oh, exciting. Thank you. And um, that's not easy. No, and you you're up against um, the world yeah. because yeah. they want to put every single yeah. um, restriction on you. Yeah. But um, got there, had the baby, and when he came out and he was lifted onto my chest, um, he was very blue, like purple, mm. and I was just thinking. No, that's normal. Um, mm. Everyone tells me they come out blue. Everyone tells me they come out blue. Um, so I didn't really think anything of it. But then he, but then he, it didn't change. His color didn't change. He didn't stop breathing. Mm. And so they lifted him off my chest. This is all happened very quickly. It was in like slow mo in my head. Yeah. But lifted him off my chest and took him away to the side um, where they commenced CPR. I didn't even know 
what was happening, to be honest. Yeah. I was just on a high that I had given birth and I couldn't believe what I'd done. And um, my doctor was very calm. My doctor, my midwife, amazing. And they just kept saying to me, oh, um, it was really quick. The labour was really long, yes. 20 hours, but the birth was super quick. I pushed about three pushes. Thank you. And um, and so it was because it was so quick. The doctor was like, um, don't worry. Sometimes when they come out that quick, they're a little floppy. It might just be that he's just um, – it's so quick that he he's, he's not shock. breathing. He's in shock. Yeah. Right. So don't worry, don't worry. Um, but he was over there for a while. My husband, poor husband, he's over with the baby. So he could see what was happening. And they pushed the emergency bargains out and the whole ward ran in. There was The room was full of like 40 yeah. people and um, they were all doing stuff and I was still blissfully unaware. I don't know what I was thinking. Happy. And um, Happy endorphins. Yeah, so I was like, it. oh, he'll be right in a second. He'll be right in a second. And... Um, they it took ten minutes for his upgrade score to get up, um, wow. and then they took him to special care nursery. And I still, my doctor was so calm that I was like, "Oh, there mustn't really be anything wrong, you know." And they took him away. And then my husband came. Everyone, everyone left the room <laughs> except me and my doula. <laughs> and um, so I was just lying there, like, "Oh, I wonder what was happening." And my husband came. Did back. the doula know? Did no, she have any idea? No, no. My husband came back in. My husband knew. Yeah. So when they lifted him out, my husband's worked with children, lots of children with Down syndrome. He used yeah. to work in um, disability care mm-hmm. for seven years. And when they pulled, when they pulled, lifted him up, he said the, his very first thought was, I think he has Down syndrome, mm-hmm. um, just briefly. But then he was, like, taken over by what are they doing, CPR, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. So he went off to social care and he came back 10, 15 minutes later and he, and he said to me, Amelia, um, I think he has Down syndrome. So this is just all him? No all one him. Has... All him. Yeah. I think he has Down syndrome. I was on such a high and I was like, does he? <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's better than I thought. <laughs> and so, you know, I just shout, got up and shout as you can when you don't have a Caesar and walked with myself down to the um, – to the room and we just sat there while they had him on all this stuff, machines and stuff, while they were trying to figure out what was wrong because they could tell something was wrong more than the Down syndrome. That wouldn't normally happen if just Down syndrome, something more was at play. So and then within a few hours he was he was whisked off to um, Westmead Children's with a suspected heart problem. So um, that was it. I didn't see him again for um till the next morning. So Charlie went with him, but you can't stay overnight there in the NICU, uh-huh. in the um, neonatal intensive care unit. So so the mothers can't either? Um, no, no, there's nowhere to stay. Um, you can stay. Uh, it's a children's, so there's no maternity. So oh. you, if you, you yeah. either deliver at Westmead and you, you're a patient there yeah. and the children's is next door, or you can stay in like a, there's like a hostel or accommodation, but you're still not with the baby. So I actually just stayed. I delivered um, at a smaller tertiary hospital, a smaller like yeah, 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 and um, so you I stayed. Just, there I at stayed the there. My doctor said, "Look, I actually think it's better for you to to finish here, get discharged properly, then you can go to the NICU in the morning and be totally there, rather than us transferring you to another hospital." Yeah, yeah, So um, she was very calm. Yeah, I was very calm. I honestly think that the endorphins from the birth really helped. Yeah. I was just on this high. I was yeah. on the high and I was a bit like in shock that there was something else wrong. I didn't know that Down syndrome came along with other health complications mm-hmm. at all. had no idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Is there a history of Down syndrome in your family? Um, my cousin has Down syndrome but it's actually not hereditary. Okay. There is a very small um, type of Down syndrome that can be hereditary called translocation but it's very rare mm-hmm. and most of it is um, an accidental uh, error in conception. And it's totally just a random thing. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, yeah, so we had a really um, positive initial diagnosis. The paediatrician at the time did say, I think we, we think it might be Down syndrome. So we sort of had that confirmation after Charlie had guessed it. Yeah. Yeah. Just from facial features? Just from facial features, mm. yeah. Because I did see a picture of him when he was brand new. Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah, it's funny. He doesn't look very down. No, you you can, um, if I looked for it, I could see it. Yes, that's right. Yeah, you wouldn't, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's funny. obviously down. No, I, I personally think when they're babies, they just look like babies. And then as they get older, it becomes more, it become, yeah. the features become more distinct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mm. so then what? So, um yeah, initially I was just so grateful so your to heart, God. Okay. I was very grateful. I was, I was like, uh, we're lucky because I had met. I have a cousin with Down syndrome. Mm. I have met a few families that we know have children with Down syndrome. My husband has worked in in. So we've seen the other side. We've seen that it's not that bad. Yeah. And so we were um, initially positive. We knew that it would bring joy. We knew that people had always said these types of things bring you joy. Yeah. And I was just kept saying, to "God, thank you, thank you, thank you." Like it wasn't. I was actually really happy. It sounds like I'm like you know some amazing person. Don't worry. I actually did have you very normal. I had a very down. Um, episode after but initially I was I was not happy I thought it was a beautiful gift I was like you know he's got a direct line to heaven um where you know this is what we're made for as parents you made your children to go to heaven and he's going to go to heaven yeah um so we're just it's one job less for us you know that's what we're here for and he's there to bring you up too yeah so um I was just so, I was like, you know, practically he might be hard, but emotionally he's going to be better because all my other kids are going to give me grief and I don't even have to worry about his moral compass. Like I don't have to worry. He's just going to be a beautiful soul, innocent, and um, he'll go to heaven and he'll just, it'll be awesome. So I was very um, positive about that at the beginning and, um, you know, I thought he's going to be a great gift to his siblings. Like all all of our children are going to be naturally pro life because they have it living under their house, mm. they'll know that he's worth every bit of his life. Yep. And so one more thing that we don't have to worry about, you know, we don't have to teach our children that. Like <laughs> these things will be natural um, benefits. Yep. That, and so we're very, very, I was very happy Yeah, what initially. an amazing ability to be able to see all that in such a short space yeah, of time. It was. I mean, such a confronting I was, and I really issue. think it's because we... When you sit, when you know the other side, you're more positive um, because you've met them. But also, we were just filled with grace. We had so many people praying for us, mm. so many people, so many people still to this day that I've never met. I run into them and they go, "Oh, you're Amelia. Oh my gosh, I've been praying for your baby ever since he was born." Oh, so many people, and so you just, you know, I know that's what carried us yeah. through, yeah. And, and it's still carrying you exactly. Yeah. Um, my husband struggled a little bit more than me at the beginning, and um, it just the shock of it, you know, and this is not what I had planned for my life and um, and then we did a little bit of a flip a few weeks later yeah. where I sort of had it down. It's your turn. It's my turn. turn. Yeah. Um, how do you navigate that mm. within the marriage? The, the dynamics of marriage are hard anyway mm. and throw in a mm. major hiccup. Yes. Well, yeah, a seemingly major hiccup. Yeah. Um, it can be really, um, it can be really, heavy on a marriage to have something like this happen um we were lucky um that it was that we sort of managed to get through. was there a blame game going on no not really um not for us yeah um I think it was more like 
this is just going to be so hard. Like marriage is hard enough. How are we going to do this? Mm. You know, how are we going to get through with this big difficulty in our life? Mm. Um, that was the main, more like concern over the future. And that's what all fear comes down to, doesn't it? Fear of the unknown. Yeah. Fear of suffering. I yeah. think we fear that we are going to suffer more than that when we're Absolutely. actually in it. Every day, if you focus on the present moment, you're always, you're always actually quite content. Mm. Um, you know, obviously you might have down moments, but but usually the down moments are associated with fear of the future. Yeah. You know, yeah. how am I going to cope? How this, that, you know. Um, I'm going to have to read this now. Mm. From um, Searching for a Maintaining Peace, Jacques Philippe says, um, this is on the fear of suffering. Um, he says, we shouldn't fear because the Lord can leave us wanting relative to certain things, but he never leaves us deprived of what is essential, his presence, his peace and all that is necessary for the complete fulfilment of our lives according to his plans for us. Mm. If he permits suffering, that it, then it is our strength to believe, as St. Therese Lazio says, that God does not permit unnecessary suffering. Mm-hmm. And what a what a game changer mm-hmm. if you realise that if you accept that you're not going to get something that you cannot handle. We fear that we're not going to yeah. be able to cope. Yeah. Um. But we we're not in. We yeah. don't have the grace because we're not in it yet. That's right. I have two. Um. There are some moments that stick with you that people say something and it sticks with you. Mm. Um. You know, when I was going through this time, I remember I was listening to something uh, where someone said, um, you know, you. Um, you cannot compare someone else's situation that looks difficult and think I'd never be able to do that because mm. you're not in that situation and therefore God has not given you the grace to cope with it. So, of course, you couldn't mm. because you don't have that grace. No. Um, and when you're in it, you are given an amazing amount of grace to be able to cope. So when you look and you say, I couldn't have a child with Down syndrome, that's because you don't have, you just yeah. haven't got it. You haven't if got you don't accept yet. it. And that's right. And if you, um, like, you know, accept the grace, like we that, have the grace, we just yeah. have to rely on it. Yeah, I wrote um, down something. You know, God is not cruel. Um, when He gives us these things, yeah. He's teaching us, like we teach our children. You know, our, ch- our children, we teach them all sorts of skills, um, like self control and um, how to work hard and all these things. And when God gives us crosses, um, He He gives you the exact right cross for your life, for your personality, for what you need to to um, soften the edges, to teach you how to be a saint. and um, To purify. To, to, that's, to, that's right. And to make you that diamond, that's to right. cut, cut away those edges. And you can either accept that cross mm. or you can reject it. And if you, um, if you embrace it, um, it's not easy. It's never going. It doesn't make it any easier. It's very hard. And but if you reject it, well, that that's true suffering. That is when you um, you can't cope and you and you suffer. And um, it's per- like when you accept suffering, you have a purpose. There is a purpose mm, for it. Mm-hmm, exactly. Whereas if you're not, if you're constantly fighting it and comparing, it, it robs you of any joy does. and hope. It does. And so many things, like already my, my son's six months old and there's so many times where I'm like, wow, like I get I get that now, why that other person said that, like I understand. Or, you know, I can't even think of an example, but there's so many times where I'm like, um, I'm just softer, mm-hmm. you know, 
I'm more compassionate to other people in certain things because now I'm like, oh, I get it, or, you know, you just become, yeah, so you become softer and um, there are just things that um, you really should be able to do yourself but you can't because we're human and these things teach us how to be a little bit more softer, a little bit more compassionate, a little bit more whatever it is, whatever it is that you need, you know, and um there's a quote, I remember when, when we had Raph, we had Raph baptised in the hospital on the third day and um, we didn't know we didn't know if he would survive. So we, um, we had a little, uh, my sister-in-law lives in Mexico and she created me this beautiful card to have at the baptism to put on his bed um, cot thing mm-hmm. of his baptism date and the godparents and whatever. And at the bottom she wrote a quote that says, um, you know, God is our father. Uh, through baptism we're accepted into God's house and God is our Father. He only gives us what is um, best for us. Mm. It still makes me cry even when I say it because um, every day in that hospital I would read that quote and I was like, it's true, it's true. Mm. Like it just is so true. Like he knows more than we do. Like we can say why, why, but that's because we don't know. Yeah. We don't know what we need and he does. As for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, so high are my ways above your ways and my thoughts are above your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So we can't, there's no way we can, as much as we try to analyse and mm-hmm. criticise and we don't know, you know, he yeah. knows what's best for us, even though we don't, we can't see it ourselves. Absolutely. And it brings such consolation. Mm-hmm. You know, faith, um, yeah. Understanding, uh, sorry, believing what you can only understand in reverse. Yeah, yeah, true, so true. Mm. Um, so how is your relationship with God at this point? Are you angry? Are you um, upset? No, like, I, I actually never really felt angry with God. Um, I don't know why. I don't, uh, I just think all I, can, all I can say is I think people praying, we, you know, we have such a strong community. Mm. Um and we just felt those prayers lift mm-hmm. us through, lift us through. And, you know, how can you be angry when you, um, when I look at my son, like I don't see Down syndrome. I always thought that's what it was like, you know, from the outside. I was like, oh, that family, this is going to sound bad. No, no. <laughs> but this is just this what is the honest. reality, you yeah. know. That family that has a child with Down syndrome, we know a few of them, um, you know, they have their children and the, and the extra child with Down syndrome, you know, almost like something different, like just just um, what that child's work, but um, but different, right? And yeah. I mean, they are different. But now that I'm the mother, I'm like, he's exactly the same as my daughter. I don't see him any differently, mm. you know. Like, yes, he's going to have to have a few more challenges, health challenges, and maybe have more. Ther- well, he will have to have more therapy and all sorts of things. And physically, he might be more difficult. But but he, like, I actually love him exactly the same. I see him like a child, like any other child. Mm. It's just crazy. Same value, and, same worth value. And, potential and-, and you just can't, it's hard to get that through to anyone who hasn't had it, mm. like how exactly how much the same it is, mm. you know. Um, uh, when you hear statistics like this, 100% of Down syndrome children in Iceland are aborted, 98% in Denmark. Mm. Um I've got 67% in the US, but you think it's a bit higher? I th- well, I thought it was about 70, 75, yeah. but, you know, it changes the year. statistic is 95%. It's 95%. I just can't believe That's insane. How does that make you feel? Like yeah. the discrimination think, that is 
Yeah. I think the thing with Down syndrome now is that those that are born um, are actually people accept them. You see them on ads and things now. It's a bit of a push. Yeah, there's, there's a there's lot a in push, like yeah. Target catalogs. Yeah. Um, so people are like, yes, those that are born are worth it. Um, but when it comes to their own life, they find it hard to, to, to go through with having a child with Down syndrome. And, um, it's just so high, 95%. And when you think about, um, you know, most people in their, not everyone, like some people have never met someone with Down syndrome, but you most people have seen them around, right? So if you think that who you have seen around and those that you've met that have Down syndrome is only 5%, you just realise how many children with Down syndrome uh, should be born. Yeah, I know. And, and they would just be part of our society and how much more accepted would they be if they were if it was so normal, yep. which it would be. It's yep. so common. Um, and and it's, it's really sad because people think that their quality of life is is going to be bad, you know, well, it's, they think they're doing them a favour yep. by not having them, you know, you, you're condemning them to a sad life of this and that. and um, But, you know, a study, they did studies in um, I think it was 2014 where they, you know, they surveyed all of these children and families with Down syndrome um, and they found that 99% of children with Down syndrome were happy with their lives, wow. 97% liked who they were, 96%, 96% liked how they look. You know, 97% of parents It'd be were the proud. opposite of it would be 4%. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, how many of us can say that, yeah. that you're 99% happy, you like who you are, you like how you look? Yeah, wow. You know, 97% of parents were proud. 80% of them said they had a more positive outlook on life in general because they had a child with Down syndrome. And 90% of siblings thought they were a better person because they had a sibling with Down syndrome. How beautiful. How beautiful. You know, you read those statistics and yeah. you think everyone should want a child with Down syndrome. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, if it makes your life this Did much you better. Do you have a statistic on um, divorce? On divorce, um, I don't have the exact number, but the divorce rate was much lower. Yeah, well, because that's, that's another yeah. thing. Oh, they'll ruin your marriage. Yeah. You know, you won't cope. Mm. He'll go, you know, your husband will go elsewhere. I know. Not true. Not true. <laughs> Not true. It, that's you know, if your husband goes elsewhere, it's because you haven't fostered your marriage, hmm. not because the child, um, of in, the child, yeah. not because of the child. Hmm. You know, um, sad. We're, we're depriving, we're stripping our society of love, joy, and yes, beauty, real beauty. Yeah. And by by pushing the the termination in the womb, what we're not doing is pushing. Um, medical intervention and researching how can we help these children rather than just eliminating. And yeah. Iceland will boast that they've eliminated Down syndrome, but they haven't eliminated the disease. They've no. eliminated the soul, the, product, the child, yeah. not the disease. No. So, you know, the whole point, Dr Lejeune that I spoke of earlier, the whole, he and another guy um, worked out the interutero testing mm-hmm. and the purpose of it was to treat the chromosome in the womb. Wow. And they used his research to terminate and he was um, nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize and he got up and made a speech that he was appalled at how they were using his research for the opposite of what he had intended and he and he wasn't given the, the prize. Wow. Is that on YouTube? Have you, have you read seen a it? I've read a, um, his biography. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll have to take down his name and put that in the show notes. Wow. Yeah. Amazing man. So yes. that was his intention and it was never fulfilled. Yes. Yeah. So it just goes to show, though, that there is potential to yeah. to help these children. And 
Um, yes, I love my child and I think that he's going to be happy and have a great quality of life, but it doesn't mean that I wouldn't, um, if I could help his cognitive development, of course I would. Like, like a child with any learning disability. Yeah, I mean that's the greatest gift that them. God has given us, yeah. our intelligence. So, of yeah. course, I would want to um, improve it if I could. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean. It's mm. insane. It is. I'll write down his name. Yeah. Um, what else did I want to ask you? Uh, I mean, I guess back to the um, – you asked me about – um, our ma- how it affected our yeah, marriage and yeah. things. So, um, you know, it's funny. In marriage I always feel like when one person is down, the other is okay and then when you and then you sort of rotate and mm-hmm. flip you the other way. You take it in turns. You take it in turns, you know. It's um, the nice thing about marriage that you always have someone to pull you through the dark times. Mm. And um, I think my husband struggled at first and I was – um, fairly positive and I know that he helped He didn't have him. the happy hormones. He didn't have the happy hormones. And I'll, I'll tell you about um, some signs that I had before that I had wrath, mm. you know. it's a, This is just an amazing, amazing, like um, when I was, when I was first married, when Charlie and I first dating got married, um, I said to him, you know, I think we're going to have a child with Down syndrome. And I said it more than once. Mm. I said it to him um, individually and he and he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, you know, you work with adults with disabilities and you're so good at it. You know, you, you actually, he was he was incredible when I saw him working with these kids. And um, and I, I remember just saying. It's probably what made you fall more in love with him. Yeah. And I, exactly. Compassion. And I said, I kept saying, as if God's not going to use that, as if he's not going to use that. And Charlie kept laughing and being like, I mean, that's not how it works. <laughs> and God's then, fingerprint yeah. is all over it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I even said it at the dinner table and, like, the whole Burford family said when we had Ralph, well, you called it. Yeah. And, I, and I had said that. And it wasn't like I was obsessed with this idea that I was going to have a child with Down syndrome. Like it was just a fleeting moment. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, I, and it was just more like I wouldn't be shocked if we did, yeah. you know. And then about a week before um, I had Raph, um, I was in pre-labor for like two weeks before I even went into labor and it was horrendous. And I so was lovely. Um, <laughs> How nice for you. <laughs> and one of these days when I was sitting around rubbing my belly and um, having contractions, I remember thinking like, I wonder if this is the one that will have a disability. It was a very fleeting thought, but yeah. it was there. Yeah. And when I had him, I think that's what, um, I think that's why I wasn't so shocked. Yeah. Because I'd had these pre-thoughts and I just think now like, it's amazing. Like, why would God put those thoughts in my mind? Because he obviously did. Yeah. Why would he do that? The only reason he would do that is because he wanted to prepare me. Yeah. Because he didn't want me to suffer when I had my little baby. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. He's such a tender God. Exactly. You know, it's beautiful. He just didn't want me to, how loving. Yeah. Like, he didn't want me to be full of grief. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. You how know? beautiful. It's, um, I just, when, I, when I, everyone was in shock. That I had said those things and then I had a child with that syndrome, yeah. you know. So Except for you. <laughs> except for me. But, I mean, I wasn't, um, I mean, I'm not like a saint. Like it's not like I was like, and I just positively accepted my cross. <laughs> um, you know, like I had it's really a down. daily struggle. I, it is a daily so can struggle. You, can you tell us those down moments? Yeah, like a few weeks in and, you know, we're getting more tired and we lived in NICU for months and it was horrendous. And um, I remember just feeling like, so human. So my thoughts were now when I reflect on them were so not full of grace at that time. Um, you know, I just wanted sympathy. I just wanted people to feel sorry for me and how, my, and how hard it was for me. And um, it was never really about the actual fact of it being hard because I could obviously cope with that because mm. God was helping me. It was more like 
I just want people to know how hard this is and feel sorry for me, <laughs> you know? And that's and, a normal human reaction. Yeah. I mean, it seems so silly now, like on reflection, but, um, you know, but then I'm worried about other things like, you know, the toddler years. Oh, my gosh. Like I remember when I have a cousin with Down syndrome and I remember it was hard. Mm. You know, she used to run away and be lost for hours at night in the bush. I was just, mm. there were so many, they, they all apparently run. They're all runners. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, just hard, hard to manage toddlers and, um, I remember thinking when he's older, like, who's going to be his friend? Like, his mm. real friend. Like, mm. I know people will be nice to him. Yeah. But who's going to genuinely love him? Like, I love my friends mm. that I can sit there in hours and talk. Like, I, and I remember thinking, that's so sad. Like, he's going to be so lonely. Mm. Um, and yeah. I remember my husband at that time. Like, so we sort of flipped. My husband had already had this bad time and then um, I went through this really negative patch and I would, you know, we'd spend this long day in Niku and then we'd get to bed late at night and I'd just cry about these things. And he was like, um, I mean, they're his siblings and us. Like, we'll be his friends. Yeah. And he won't care. He won't care that his brothers are his best friends or his sisters. Yeah. He won't because he's simple. Like, he just sees the beauty in life. He's not going to be worried about do I have 10 million friends on Facebook or do I have, you his know. cup's uh, already full. He, he doesn't full. need those false exactly. kind of reassurances you know, of. It's true. And beauty. then. I went to my cousins, um, my cousins my age with Down syndrome, okay. oh, okay. uh, a year older. Yeah. So you grew up together? Uh, yeah, we grew up together. Oh, I love and um, I went to her. She's what a does, gift for you. I know, you. I know. She does art and um, beautiful art works and she had an open, an art exhibition that I went to and um, I Hang saw on her a minute. There. Was she in, in the, the mountains? mountains? Yes. A woman I interviewed on the podcast, she's a nun, because yeah. I ask you what brings you joy. Oh at the end of each podcast, and she said it was this woman in the Blue Mountains who had a gallery. She was an artist and she was Down syndrome. Well, there you go. Yes. That would have been her. With yeah. her mum, and she yes. said she had the most beautiful conversation mm, with her. That's awesome. <laughs> Small world. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so. but I went to her exhibition, you know, and um, I was trying. I was talking to her and I could tell she was getting impatient with me um, because I'm just asking her questions. She's like, oh, I'm not a child, yeah, yeah. you know, and um. And I could see her patiently talking to all the people that had come nicely to see her exhibition, and I could you tell that she pick her mind. Yeah, and she and and you know everyone else is like talking to her or whatever, and I could tell she was just like being tolerant, you know. And then I saw her run over. She had all the her friends had come with other kids with Down syndrome had come, and after everyone had she had done her duty talking to all the um, people like you know her mum's friends or whatever. And she went over and she was talking with her friends with Down syndrome. They all gossiping about something, and I and I just thought how beautiful. Yeah. You know, of course she's going to have real friends. Yeah. Of course my son will. Like you just don't know because you haven't seen it and you don't realise. It's realize. the enemy putting those fears in your heart. Yeah. Of Just doubt yeah. and fear. Yeah, exactly. And to, to rob you of any sense of joy and security. Mm-hmm. Yep. We just have to knock those down. <laughs> exactly. In the bud. But you have yeah. to be mindful. You've got to be intentional about you getting have to rid be of them. Otherwise you just stew on it. Absolutely. You do. You do. And you... Um, and, you know, you can master it and you can have um, a really good day where you where you become very positive and a week later you're back on the same thoughts and, and like everything in life. And don't, don't worry, you know, it yeah. happens. It yeah. happens to the best of us. You and you're just, allowed to because yeah. you are yeah. human after all. <laughs> and that's the thing. I mean, this is part of my cross, right, that God is teaching me every time I have those thoughts to train myself that I'm being Full of self-pity. Yeah, trust him. <laughs> trust him. He knows what he's yeah. doing. I mean, yeah. it's harder said than done, but mm. that is the you have to. You have to. 
you have to. And it just is a good lesson in life. Like you just don't think, you just shouldn't think too much about the negative. Mm. As soon as you think too much, you become really down. Yeah. You just got to keep moving. Yeah. And you know. and not and not and not numb yourself to the reality mm. of it, but mm. to accept it mm. and to find the joy in it. Mm. Exactly. I suppose. Exactly. Being grateful. Being grateful. Just constantly remind yourself to be grateful mm. of what you have. Mm. You know, I wrote this um, article about the fact that um, you know one day I had this like realize like you know you have these moments where you just obviously just get an abundance of grace and you just mm. suddenly see the light. Mm. And um, like the scales have been lifted from yeah, your eyes. Yeah. And you sit there. You my my son has. Um, Quite complex health needs for a child for a child with Down syndrome. You know, he he, he got he got the bad the bad lot of um, you he know got it complications. All. He got the <laughs> and um, he you know he's still tube fed. Um, he can't feed. We don't know if he'll ever be able to eat. Um, it affects that can affect speech because your muscles yes. never work. Um, you you know he's he's we're forever at the hospital. Every week we're at the hospital doing checkups and therapies and. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of practical things that come along with it, right? Yeah. But you know, one day just sitting there thinking about all of the what in life makes me happy, what what in life makes me grateful. Um, I mean, I don't do these things all the time. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> this was just a random day, and um, and You're I was clawing yourself yeah, out of the bed. Yeah. And um, and I was thinking, you know, I'd love, I love it when my husband comes home from work, and. We always we always make sure we pour ourselves wine for a chat. Always, and I know that we only have two children now, and that will become harder as life goes on. Yeah. But we're trying to. You'll be pouring um, more wine. I yeah. <laughs> but we're trying to make it, you know, consider if to always have a nice chat with a wine at the end of the day. And I love it, and I love it, and I love you know spending that time with him, and um, I I love you know being silly with my daughter, and she's really quirky. You know, and I love all the weird things that she does. You know, she and take after mum or um, dad. <laughs> <laughs> I think the quirky stuff is definitely perfect. <laughs> um, but the, you know, and I was like, what else do I love? I love. I, we love going away. You know, I was just telling you before we started that when my first was seven months old, we went to Tasmania for five days, and now I'm like, I can't believe I did that. We left her behind, but um. You know, we always have said we're going to make an effort to go away every year. Yeah. We're going to um, do, we're going to, I don't know, we love going away. We love um, having people over for dinner. We, we love socialising, you yeah. know. And all of those things, I was just thinking about them all and I was like, yeah, we actually still do all those things. You know, my son was born in September at Christmas. I love Christmas. I'm a <laughs> massive Christmas fiend. You're like my sister. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I like, I just enjoyed it all the same. I decorated the house, you know, even though I had rough with all these special needs and he was probably the most worth that he'll ever be, right, mm-hmm. at that point when he was three months and he was very sick. He, we had all machines at home and stuff. And all those things were still there. All the things that bring me joy were, were there. And I, Plus the biggest one. <laughs> yeah. And so I just thought it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that the daily grind is tough mm. because – all the things that are happy are always still there. Yeah, how beautiful. You know? And I just clung to that reassurance. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is just a journey. It's all in the it process. Is. And it the, is. the fundamentals still yeah. stay the same. I mean, I still, I literally have to remind myself all the time because yeah. I obviously have days where I'm like, this is so hard. <laughs> I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. But honestly, it is um, 
the hard days, the hard moments, like I said before, are always when I'm imagining the future. Yeah. It's not the present day. It's always like, will I will I ever get out of this? Will I always be chew feeding? Will I always be taking my son to speech therapy? Mm-hmm. Will, I, will people not understand? It's always the future fear, future yeah. fear. Yeah. And you're probably extremely tired. Mm. You're probably hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't had the glass of wine. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like there are so mm. many other, we have to keep, uh, they're just feelings. Mm. I mean, mm. yes, they mean something to us, but we have to keep, lift our gaze. Yes. Absolutely. And don't worry about the future because. Don't yeah. worry about the future, you know, and your sister Anna. Deal with Anna, that when you get there. Yeah. Your sister Anna is um, <clears throat> one of the most, every time I speak to her, she just like sprouts wisdom out of her mouth. She know? gets She's it all from me. <laughs> But she's so calming and she always says all these, she always has the right thing to say. And um, well, I remember when I had Raph and I was at the beginning and she came to see me and she said, um, you know, I mean, like you were you were designed for this. You know, when when God made you and planted your personality and gave you all your skills, he already knew the future. He already knew you were going to have a child with Down syndrome and he gave you the skills mm-hmm. for it, you know. And that's one of the most helpful things that people say to you when you go through something like this. It's not being like overly positive, like it's not going to be hard because if people start to be, um, if people try to act like it's not going to be hard and that it's all going to be good, it um, it minimises what you're experiencing. Yeah. So it's not, yeah. you know, it's, it's not, not helpful. It's not helpful. Um, but what is helpful is someone saying to you, you can do this. Yeah. Of all people I know, you can do this. You know, people have said that to me and that was like the most strengthening thing. Yeah. Um, Championing somebody on that yeah. they can do yeah. it. Yeah. You're not like... You were made for this. Yeah. You were made for a time such as this and for this cross. Yeah. And yeah. not for somebody else's. Yeah. And um, when it. you hear something like that, mm. you just feel like you could just go on for another million years doing yeah. it because that's all you need. It gives you the confidence too. It gives you the confidence. And people just want to be understood. Yeah. They don't want people to take away their burden. Mm. I mean, maybe they do, but. Um, well, they don't want to minimise it, as you said. Like, yeah. It, it hurts and it's yeah. hard. They just want. It to be acknowledged, and then they feel like I can actually do it. Mm-hmm. I can do it. It's when people feel like people don't um, understand that this is hard and this is really a lot of work, and that's when you start to feel like I don't know, you're overwhelmed. And but if people understand you, then you're like, actually, I can. Yeah. I can do this. And that they encourage you because you, you can't do it alone. Yeah, you need that encouragement. You need mm-hmm. that support. You yeah. need you need people to understand that it is hard. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like sometimes you just want to have a vent um, and everyone needs it. Everyone needs That's why we have friends. Mm. You know, that's why we're designed to be social beings, mm. right, because we need to talk about our experiences. Sometimes you just want to vent and you don't want people to think because you might it might be all negative, right, like, oh, this, you know, you're telling it's the worst day of your life or whatever. <laughs> and um, it doesn't mean that you don't know all the positives. Yeah. You know, you know, you've thought a thousand times about all the joy this is going to bring you and all the positives and you know that. And sometimes you just need to have a, yeah, a winch. You just need to you let just it out. Need to have a winch. Yeah. Um, and then you can reco- you know, recalibrate. Yeah. You yeah. stop. You assess. Mm. Okay. I've let it out now. Mm. Now I'm going to forge. Yes. <laughs> forge on. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Mm. Um, what advice would you give to mm. somebody mm. who has just found out that their child um, has Down syndrome? Because I know. Mm. You found out post-birth, so yes. you probably weren't given the, you know, terminations to, you know, Yeah, sorry. that's right, yeah. And I think it's um, I think it's 
at probably, I mean, I don't know, everyone's different and I believe that people find out when they are meant to mm-hmm. because um, some people like to be prepared, some mm-hmm. people don't. For us, I know that postnatal was better because mm-hmm. I had my baby. You were able to hold him and love him. I was him. able to hold him and love him. I, I went through the pregnancy stress-free. Yeah, um, except for the. Yeah, <laughs> except for the normal pregnancy <laughs> burdens. Um, so, you know, it was better for us. But people who postnatally find out can be prepared, but it also is hard for them because they haven't seen their baby mm. and it's really hard to connect with your baby in the womb. Like you can do it, but it's not quite the same as when you've got them in your it's arms. Different. Yeah. It's different. Um, so it's hard for them to imagine that they would be happy. And the love. That they and the love. Have. It's really hard to imagine the love. Yeah. Really hard. Um, you, like you might know that you will love them because everyone tells you you will. Yeah. But it's like even when you have a normal baby, yeah, yeah. you don't believe you're going to no. love them as much as you do. And when you have another one, you think, how can I possibly love this next exactly. child as much as I love exactly. the last one? Your heart just yeah. grows. Yes, exactly. And you can't. Yeah. yeah. So what advice would you give to some woman who finds mm-hmm. out that she is having a baby with Down syndrome? I would say um, it's okay to grieve yeah. the life that you thought you were going to have because everybody does. Everybody, not one person will go through this and just be like, this is great. Like everybody has the idea and then it's taken away. Mm. Um, So grieve it, complain about it, you know, whatever you need. And then um, I would say the beginning's the hardest. It gets better and easier all the time. Mm. Um, You know, even if you have baby has complex health needs they might not a lot of children with down syndrome don't or they have minor things you know they might have a hole in the heart which is the hole in the heart is probably if it has to be fixed is major you can have ones oh, that just close that? up themselves i thought all babies with downs had a hole in no, heart. no 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 uh, about 50 percent. okay yeah so um and you can have minor ho- I, I just thought a hole in the heart was a hole in the heart but i've learned that there's such a range mm. you know raf had the worst that you could possibly have, mm. and some require open heart surgery, some don't, some close themselves, like it's sort of a range. So even of that 50%, only like 20 or 30% might need surgery, you know, so it's not like always mm-hmm. um, the end of the world. Of yeah. yeah. Um, but even if you had like that and some other complexities, um, the worst-case scenario, it's always hardest at the beginning and you you adjust. Never did I think that I would be able to be at home, basically be a nurse for my child and have a life. Yeah. And I do. Yes. I like go, I, we, ha, we go to everything. We go to everything we ever went to before. We just, I can't believe how quickly we adjusted. Yeah. Um, we're adaptable. And we're adaptable, you know, and your child will be beautiful and unique just like all of your other children. And don't doubt your ability. I think, I think yes. as women yeah. particularly we doubt our our ability to be able to cope when yep. really we are so strong mm-hmm. and we're not encouraged by the medical mm. profession. No. Like the first option is termination. Yep. Like you poss- you can't yep. possibly do this. And they will tell you all the negatives. You. They yeah. will tell you all the negatives. I, mean, I heard a story one lady. This I, you, um, I hear these stories all the time mm. about when people get a diagnosis. Um, but um, the a lot of them say what they were given when they were diagnosed was all negative. Or this is going to be so hard for you. They give you a, a list long, 50 different complications, and they act like your baby's going to have all of these things. Mm-hmm. When the reality is, even the worst case scenario has like two or three of those things. Yeah. Um, they just make it sound completely dire, and they don't ever give you the other side. The support. The support. And so I think if you were given a postnatal diagnosis, the best thing you could do is to go online, 
find some stories of some mums who are living it mm. and you will not find one mother, not one, mm. who doesn't love that. Who child. would take it back. Yeah. They won't. And they'll always tell you, people always ask, um, if you had your chance again, would you rather them have Down syndrome or not? They always say they would because if they didn't, it would def- it, their son would be or daughter would be a different okay. person and they love them so much mm. um, that they wouldn't trade it for the world. What are those videos? I've seen videos of mums in cars. There was one. Yeah. I, couldn't, I don't think I got to the end through yeah. the tears. It was beautiful. so beautiful. beautiful. I might put some of those up in the show notes because they're so worth a watch. Yeah. All the, every year on World Down Syndrome Day they, um, they do a little video or like lots of people do, then you see all these things come out. It about was recently, wasn't it, World Down Syndrome Day? Yeah, it was on the 21st of March, yeah. my daughter's birthday. That's right, yeah. I read that. Yeah. Wow. So there's another little footprint. Another. And guess, you'll never believe this, you know my cousin that has Down Syndrome? Yeah. Her older sister, the next one up, yeah. was born on World Down Syndrome Day. Oh, wow. So we both, in the one family, had wow. a daughter born on World Down Syndrome Day and the next child, in both cases, had Down Syndrome. How beautiful! It's like a little, it's like a little joke yeah. God's having. And he does have a sense of humor. I used I to not like his sense of humor. Yeah. I used yeah. to say to him, "I don't find you very funny," but yeah. now I do because yeah. I'm grateful. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a game changer. Yeah, it is. And he just, uh, it's like he was saying, just "Didn't look, you? I'm you should have known." Yeah, I guess, didn't you get that memo? Yeah. <laughs> we gave you a hint. That is so beautiful. Thank you so much for talking. Today. Oh, you're welcome. It was, it was a joy. Mm. Now, I have forgotten to tell you that mm. I do ask mm. my guests for something that brought them joy this week. Something that brought me joy. I can go first if you okay, want. you go first? I jogged, uh, is it Lake Burley Griffith? Or Lake Griffith? I don't know. We're in Canberra at the moment uh-huh. and I jogged. Mm. Uh, it was stunning this morning. It was grey and cloudy and moody and fresh and there were people on the river and it Mm. That brought me lots mm. of joy. Beautiful. Yeah. It is beautiful here. Yeah, it is. It's and so it's, green all, it's autumn. And the leaves are changing. Big old trees everywhere. Yeah. It's just stunning. Well, what brought me joy? Well, I've got a little one and a big one. Oh, good. Go for it. You're allowed to. Uh, the little one, I mean, I, I, most people probably think this is like, why would that bring you joy? But it's the little things. My um, Every morning, ever since my daughter was born, mm-hmm. when she wakes up, she comes into bed with me because I'm lazy. So she used to come in and breastfeed, right? Yeah. But obviously now yeah, she doesn't because she's two and she just um, always comes in and it used do you see where it's from? Yeah, yeah. So she climbs all over you. So she climbs all over me or whatever and it's a bit of a pain in the neck. But um, she comes in my, and my husband gets up gets and starts getting dressed for work, has a shower, whatever, and every morning she loves, like, routine of things or whatever. Every morning he starts getting dressed and she goes, Dad, the go work? And he goes, yes, Dad is going to work. And then the, this week she goes, Dad, the sat. And I just thought, isn't that beautiful? Like, we never said that. But she was like, how could you not be sad, leaving us two yes. cuties in the bed <laughs> while you go off to work? Very so I know. Mm. I know. But the big one is that we found out we're having a baby. Oh, yeah. Thank you. That's amazing. Yeah. So we're um, thrilled. It's so exciting. Oh. There's just nothing more exciting than your life. No, mm. I know. Mm. It is beautiful. It's daunting yeah. but beautiful and you can do this, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How lovely. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. I'll end it there because I want to talk Mm. to her. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.